Welcome guys. Today I have two of the most special people that I know of in this podcast. Uh, people who have been eternal part of this journey of podcasting, raising awareness about BIM and without whom this podcast would not have been possible. So I have uh, Komal. Some of you who have listened to my previous podcast or YouTube videos, you would recognize Komal's voice because she's done a lot of YouTube videos in fact all youtube videos <laughs> and we have sandeep and sandeep is the newer addition to our team not so new now but he is the person behind our season 2 podcast he has some really really important things to take care of and uh, welcome guys i am so glad we are doing this thank you hey everyone hey chetna hey sandeep hi komal Okay. I don't want to introduce you guys. I want you both to introduce yourself. Let's start with Komal. Yeah, I'll go first. Who are you? <laughs> Hello everyone. My name is Komal and I'm an architect by education and I've recently completed my post graduation in construction project management and I work on a position of BIM coordinator and architectural technologist in BIMWISE and before I start my introduction and before I share my journey with you I would like to say that everything I express here is literally my opinion and the relate to or doesn't reflect the companies that I have worked with because I had a pretty good experience with every company that I worked with. Okay, and Sandeep. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Sandeep. Uh, I'm a recent graduate from University of Ottawa from civil engineering background. and i'm innovation to bring guys i'm working as a bim coordination specialist and i would say i'm still in early stages of my bim career it was not my intentional path which i wanted to travel but it fascinated me it's the same thing so <laughs> <laughs> you guys did not choose but bim chose you i think it was the same with me i didn't choose to be a bim professional but i was thrown into it and then i fell in love the more like an indian arranged marriage somebody else put me into that <laughs> that marriage and then i i liked the person so i'm with the person now <laughs> i want to know about your journey i know like bimwise is part of your journey uh, of being where you are right now but let's start with kumbhal we want to know about your journey <laughs> yeah i would love to share so as i already mentioned that i was a uh, architecture student back in 20 13 to 2019 but uh, i when i started my journey i was really clear that i want to do the designing thing like i want to create a 3d models because in my first company that i worked in india i was really clear about the thing that i'm good with the designing and i'm good with the elevation and 3d stuff but when i came to canada and i started working here i realized that yes i am good with the 3d but i'm more good with learning the new softwares so then i came to know about the bim field there's a lot of scope right now in industry and yes canada is shifting a lot towards the beam so yes uh, so i thought for why not try this one that if i can do better in softwares then should go for the beam job then i have worked in bimwise for a year and now i think i will pursue this and i want to experience more in this okay given a choice in your life would you want to be more like a beam professional doing coordination and doing you know all that troubleshooting part of beam or would you want to move back to being the architect or you want to have like a little bit of both actually i 
am like a foodie person i'll say that i want to have both ah. <laughs> i don't i don't want to stick in only one because we cannot say that we are in architectural field we can avoid being especially in coming years we cannot these two things will go side by side away because bim is like a process we cannot say that it's a separate thing or it's a separate world which is going next to the architectural construct these uh, industries working together and in future it will be really difficult to separate these uh, terms so mm-hmm. it's not a single term or it's not a separate term so i think i'll get a chance to work in both what about you sindhi your bim journey and then we'll, we'll chat more about that yeah as i said like bim was not my first choice when i started masters or like when i'm doing my bachelor's back home but i was really always interested in design side side job is good but like always interested in design side that led me to learn the software file pushing the bachelor's like i learned etab stad obviously autocad those softwares when i was learning those softwares i was like yes this field is like you know it's interesting i want to pursue my career towards the design side and i did a project based on those softwares during my bachelor's too and yeah i worked uh, for some time as a highway engineer in india mm-hmm. i didn't work on the softwares but yeah did the drawings in autocad or highway drawings mm-hmm. my masters is comprised of mixed courses it's mm-hmm. not like a special field there is structures there is hydrology like transportation is there mm-hmm. it was pretty much good but I, i never lost the interest on design side and the softwares too mm-hmm. but after finishing my masters i was looking for the job um, on design side i didn't find much with this etaps and stad like i felt like it's not going that much here mm-hmm. like, maybe i'm wrong but like from what i saw then i was okay then what's going on in the market what i want to do to move on in my career and like i saw like okay bim everyone is talking like bim okay. even some companies like small companies to they started to adopt the bim and i was like okay, let me try how this is going to be so i started learning revit it pretty much draw my attention and as you all know like bim is not in budding stages too it's growing it's growing mm-hmm. rapid pace pretty now. fast yeah in our industry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then i was like let's see how this revit goes i started to learn pretty much luckily in my early stages of learning like i landed in bim mm-hmm. it's, it's good like so it, it's giving me the real time experience right like it's there is a difference like you learn and you practice on rogue models mm-hmm. and you are in a company and working on a real time model there's difference between two of them the, on this side like when you're in a company with the real time experience you can learn pretty much fast and you get to know that bim is more than just a software actually like i would say uh, more than just working in one software or yeah. working in one process it's more about how we are loading and extracting information in our not not just 3d models but in the whole asset that we are creating the whole digital yeah, asset that we are creating yeah i think it's about what we want to achieve then we choose the software right it's completely okay. different perspective seeing from outside and you know seeing from inside world like from, when you see outside you might feel like yeah being like yeah, it's okay but when you start to work on that you know like what it is mm-hmm. then it really wows you like okay this can do a lot like yeah. lot than what it okay we have to talk about our podcast the gomal was working closely with me and we were editing the season 1 which came together really well and now sandeep you started doing the season 2 and i just want to know from each one of you like do you have like any favorite favorite episodes or like a guest that you really liked or and you thought that oh you know what i would want to meet them and you know, talk to them about this or like you know this guy talked about this and i wanted to ask this question and you know how it is we get the guests they come in they talk about certain things and And then you know sometimes we lose touch or we don't 
talk about those things ever again so do you have like any takeaways or any favorites from any season yeah i do have like one guest from our season 1 uh, that was the second episode in which he mentioned that if you are in a bim field you want you can't say that okay i know this one particular software and i'm good with that and i will work in this software till the time i'm working in this field he said that in every 6 months through he learn like at least one software from that particular episode i'm doing that <laughs> i'm trying to learn like every new plugin and every new software that is coming to market and people are using it because we are working in a full society like we are working in a field we cannot say that this uh, software is good for our company then we'll work in this only because when we get a projects from other company and when we work with the other companies they maybe they are using the different software so we need to learn that too for that we need to be very quick learner with the uh, new software we need to be open to adapt new technology also so yeah that was yitran yeah. from our yeah. season 1 <laughs> he amazing guy he's somebody i have learned a lot from i mean he's somebody that i would go if i want some new technology to be reviewed or asked that have you used this i really rely on his opinion and that is i think that's very in this field especially because in every field uh, technology is evolving so fast every 6 months you have yeah. something new coming up every year we have a new iphone and a new samsung phone man and with new features <laughs> and you have to yeah. keep up with with that so just imagine how fast the technology is growing every um, year we get a different version of revit with the new add-ons with new add-ons right i thought about you sandeep you have any particular uh, favorites well, i won't say favorite guest but i would go like favorite topic maybe oh okay okay digital twin concept i found it very interesting mm-hmm. i didn't work on this podcast though but the first episode of season 2 got stocky Yeah, yeah, the digital twin concept. That was very interesting because it's a good idea, right? Like always learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You you did a construction later in the stages. You will be knowing like this might be done differently. You should have made the design or like you know the building very much. Mm-hmm. So digital twin is like when you're doing a similar type of construction, I made the mistake over here. I can repair that mistake and like you know bring the best out of that. Also, digital twin is a very interesting concept with no clear definition. This is what a digital twin is. There are podcasts that just talk about digital and uh, it's something that is catching not just the industry but even the government attention right now for me like right now if if somebody asks me what's a digital twin basically a virtual replica of something that exists in real life it could be an asset that we can see and touch it could also be a process see, this is my personal understanding and my personal feeling that if you are adopting a particular process from step A to B to B if you can replicate that process on a virtual platform and add the information that you require you're pretty much creating a digital twin of that process and it is still like people are not many people understand or fully comprehend including me what digital twin is because like we said we are all learning in this process we are all understanding what this really means so what is your takeaway from that those really like there are some issues they said like security concerns like information security concerns uh, with the digital twin is that like pretty much everywhere nowadays i don't think so there is not much privacy in the world if someone is talking you like, not like you you safe anywhere like with the technology it's not safe anywhere i want to see like how they going to overthink because it's a very good concept the digital twin but this thing privacy is like most concern like no one wants to take a chance on the privacy my information want to be safe like i don't want to give this information to you that's the only thing like which is pulling down like you know a beautiful concept want to see like how it overcoming and also like a standards wise i think it was about time 
that all these companies like it just cannot be the autodesks bentleys and uh, nems checks of the world it should not just be their responsibility to develop technology for architects engineers for the construction world it has to be everybody's responsibility i mean there are so many startups trying to solve one problem that we have of the 10 million problems that we face in in our industry especially in construction i mean this is one thing that i heard and this is not from the podcast but from some other webinar that i was listening to that when we compare the technology like how technology has been adopted in construction and how it's being adopted in automotive or in a banking or in even in aeronautics we cannot make that comparison because one construction happens where there are no utilities you have temporary utilities on a construction site many times you won't have internet and where you don't have internet just think about how limited your options are with the technology now with the whole fiber optics and wi-fi's and everything it's just been recently that construction sites have internet and have full on running electrical like you know power and that too also if we are near a city hub but go to a construction site on a remote area where i know even during covid there were kids in remote areas who didn't have internet for online school right yeah. they are inside a home so just imagine on a construction site it pretty much even today and especially if you're not in a city area if you are going to a remote area we cannot get technology as efficient as it will be in an office where we have all the facilities even if there is a factory where you are producing cars or parts or something you know it's a controlled environment construction site is not a controlled environment so getting technology on a construction site first it's a challenge and technology only develops with testing testing is a big part of it a new technology comes into field you test it people give a feedback it gets better it comes back so unless some technology is being tested and tried and uh, we have the results how are we trying to evolve it so i feel in aec with like bim might be just one one this big log in this campfire of technology but i think there are so many things that do not even include information modeling that technology is making better now but the, i think on the brighter side we are like more aware uh, now especially after the covid yes. like we know that there can be these difficulties which we will face if we are in a world where we can interact properly like during the covid we had a situation where we cannot interact we had to follow the social distancing and stuff like that so i think after after the covid we are looking for more technology we are looking for solutions like the scan to beam process as you said that we have more facilities in our office space to work uh, to work on our projects so the scan to beam we can say that this thing some of our problems like we can work in our office and we can see our construction site we can see where we need to do the changes and we don't have to you know go on the site like we cannot avoid 100% site mm. visit but can save some of our time and some of other people's time too so I think we are getting where we could be. Yes, yes. Yeah, so Sandeep, you want to say something? It's true. Like, for it, you never thought it can happen, right? Like, you know, you have to go to the site, like, for sure. Like, even now, you go to the site, but it can be possible to do it, like, with the technology thing. Like, yeah. you can sit in the home and, like, you know, you can collaborate between all of us. Like, it can still happen. You always thought, oh, you all have to be in an office space, like, you know, mm. to, make it, to make it work. But now, yeah, it, it can work. Yes. Um, okay, coming back to our podcast, what do you think we have not covered? 
covered in, I mean we have not covered a lot of ground but something that you guys think that we need to work on or something that you know this category of guests we haven't seen okay well I think we can see more female candidates <laughs> okay so, I would like to see more female candidates and see how they are uh, working in this field mm-hmm. and other than that I think reviewer we can do a podcast with the founder of different plugins I really enjoyed the podcast of people working with the software working with the plugin but I would like to know the mindset of the creators too ah okay nice what about you Cindy what do you think we can do better on the podcast like I'm not sure like how much I'm cutting this as I think I told you to the demolition industry like if the BIM is contributing not demolition mm-hmm. lots of demolition actually here in Northward too I want to see like how BIM contributes to demolition industry mm-hmm. I want to see like is there anyone like who is using BIM for like you know demolition demolition Mm, I think it's interesting yeah we gotta find some guests who yeah. will be using some kind of laser technology some kind of yeah. point clouds mm. I know some of our guests have used their point clouds for demolition and but yeah I think uh, we gotta find that okay as somebody who has been recently a student and as somebody who has been also an international student to Canada do you guys have something to say about the whole BIM journey and people who are coming after you like is there something that they need to focus on or they need to work more on get not necessarily into BIM but into the field of their own choice in the industry so structural engineers coming in and getting into structural engineering architects getting into architecture MEP engineers getting into MEP or any field that they want do you guys have any suggestions I'm gonna go first okay yes yes <laughs> okay to be honest when I started I can't even remember that how many jobs that I've applied for but uh, I do remember that I, I heard back from at least 10 of them and I got interviewed by three of them that like after my post graduation was done so yeah I can say that for the fresher without the Canadian experience the success rate would be like two to three percent but if you try with good knowledge of industry and you'll land somewhere on a pretty good job and you can start your career from there but one thing I would like to say because I am an international student and I have a lot of friends who are international students and they are working in this field or in any field you say but I want to say something like do not make your journey all about your struggles because one thing I've learned from you Chitna that do smart work than the hard work <laughs> of course we cannot uh, do, uh, rely on smart work only we need to do hard work as too but I prefer to do smart work than the hard work now <laughs> so I think we can enjoy our journey we we got a different journey we should enjoy this and we can do better if we channelize our thoughts and if we channelize our process that how we want to achieve our goal okay what about you Cindy? My, my job journey is pretty much exhausting and long because it took me a while to land into a job because mm-hmm. I, it took me almost three years to get into a job been mm-hmm. applying jobs but here like coming mm-hmm. as an international student like you don't have a Canadian ex pretty much makes your life a little bit harder to get, mm-hmm. to get into industry because I see the point it takes something for them to trust you without experience like where they can find you know people with lots of experience I did a mistake to restrict myself I want to go only to the transportation side that was the mistake I made in my first year when I was looking for a job mm-hmm. even like I went into a few interviews and I, did, I was not much interested into other construction side like because I think maybe because I have had worked with the transportation side back back in India mm-hmm. and also like most of my courses like I involved with the transportation so I had that interest so I think I restricted myself which mm-hmm. was a big mistake like later I realized like mm-hmm. you know it's not 
it's not what you want like you have to open like, i would say mm-hmm. like be open to the opportunities mm-hmm. don't constrain yourself be open because it, you can always learn nothing is too late to learn like even something like you don't know you can learn it you just need an opportunity to go learn so mm-hmm. just be open go into the field it mm-hmm. teaches you, you learn something and when you start working it automatically teaches you anything. yeah i think uh, both of you make some really good points here i think yeah do not make your journey all about struggles well it is important and for some people it is really important especially i would say international students who come from developing countries the money that they bring in cuts down to less than 50% it's expensive to live in canada it's not cheap your housing is not cheap education is not cheap you pay three times two times three times the fee uh, however not losing focus is important not losing the sight of where you want to be is important and enjoying like even a small survival job that you do enjoying that job is very very important there are some skills kumal i have learned in a job that had nothing to do with aec that helped me in my today's journey every work that you do whether somebody is coming from a background like uh, both of you have really good degrees from back in india from good universities bachelors in architecture bachelors in civil engineering but still putting that that crown on the table uh, well i'm reading the um, indra noe's um, my life in full and she says when i come home i just put my crown you know of ceo i just put it in the garage putting your crown on the table and working towards your goal and trying not to lose focus of where you want to be and maybe this is just one step in that and yes being more open to the opportunities like for example not in ever in my dreams i worked in india for like 6 years i was a head of a architecture studio i never in my life thought i would ever be learning a programming language but yeah like just being open to what new comes to your way and just trying to make today better than yesterday getting better at what you do will help a lot and this is not just an international student but this even a resident like canadian student not losing your focus is so important and being open to new opportunities is equally important let's talk about some fun stuff here if you have to pick up a favorite one favorite episode or one favorite guest who will it be you won't be in trouble right yeah, we won't be in trouble why will we be in trouble you okay nobody can penalize you for be, for having a favorite i like the one we, which we did with the mac me home oh, oh so you mean with terek oh okay okay just being in lawrence housing from what i read by thought like it's going to be only in high rise constructions and mat being a big builder they implementing beam mm-hmm. it reaches to common people i'm not saying house buyer is going to understand what beam is mm-hmm. not completely but they implementing beam it's going to solve few housing like housing problem okay and what is your like one favorite we are not talking about and you have to name i have multiple faces in my mind but uh, like because... always koval can never decide <laughs> 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 yeah, I like the uh, episode from a season one, Alina's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because I'm favoring a girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. Well, you can. <laughs> 
I would not like to uh, mention that, but the real reason behind that is because I did my post-graduation in construction project management. The way she explained that how things happen in the construction field or in the construction office that made me realize if you are in an architecture office, if you are working on a project, you don't need to give everything in a single model. I really like that uh, point mm-hmm. which she mentioned there that as a contractor, we don't want to get everything in a single model. We want the thing that relates to our work work only Mm -hmm. so I like that point and as I mentioned earlier the youth point about the learning I like that point too and one more from the (laughs) season one episode (laughs) yeah no 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 you can't get away see I I like Sandeep for at least giving me one answer (laughs) you can speak but you have to choose one that this is my favorite guest (laughs) let me mention the third one the top my god like always choices yes yes so yeah, let me give you the third name also so that we I can have my top three finalists. And the third name is... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for everybody who's listening to this podcast, Komal can never make up her mind. She can never have one favorite. No, I, it's not like I cannot make my mind. It was, <laughs> I have multiple favorites. Our season one and season two also was super, super. So we can say that okay. I, I have multiple <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah uh, so the third one was the leslie right the one working with the city of Windsor, and the point where uh, that he mentioned that the municipal cooperation process is where our projects getting slower like the, we need to push at that area more harder so that we can get better result and the faster result mm-hmm. so but if i see overall episode because i like alina's episode more but mm-hmm. i can never say that i have one single person oh, okay 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 <laughs> Ah, okay. See, I don't have a favorite episode. My favorite episode is still, I don't think it's, I can, I can say that this was better than that. And I'm not being diplomatic here. I still think, I haven't found that one guest that I would be in total awe. I would say my favorite episode was, or I won't say favorite. I would say this is the episode that, that opened my eyes a lot. And that was the one with Joe Magas. Uh, Joe Magas from Fusion Tech. He showed me in even in our pre-podcast interviews and that there is more than one way to approach the process of BIM. There is more than one way that I know. When I talked to him, I did get this motivation of learning more than one BIM authoring tools, getting more understanding of the BIM process. If I learn more than one programs, like the big, I mean, there are small plugins and small um, software here and there, but full BIM authoring tool, it is responsibility of us BIM managers and BIM technologists that we need to know more than what we already know. And it has to be from various umbrellas. It cannot be just from one company or one umbrella. We have to know different workflows. We have to know that. So that was something that I really enjoyed talking to. I mean, I enjoyed the rest of the guests too. Okay, like I said, I cannot, I still am looking for that one guest that I would be like, this is my most favorite one. All the guests are amazing. Um, I just want to take also an opportunity to thank each one of them. Starting from Brent, Yid, Leslie. There are nine episodes for the first season. We're almost at 15 episodes for this season. Each one of these guests have shown so much patience and respect. Actually, they made this podcast possible. Without their input, it would have been like not possible. I think these guys have, each one of them had something really nice to learn 
uh, something that I didn't know and that is the whole journey of being a BIM student. They themselves consider that they are the BIM student. Uh, any parting words before we go? Because uh, we can keep on talking all day about it. Uh, because you guys, just because you guys are part of BIMWISE, I'm going to excuse you from the impossible questionnaire. <laughs> and also because you guys have done all the research. You guys know all the answers. You guys know answers more than me. So I'm not asking you the impossible questionnaire. But uh, before we go, I do want to know what is your rose, your bud, and your thorn of being a BIM student? I'll start with the benefit of being a BIM student. Benefit of being a BIM student is you are open to work in every field. Mm -hmm. that, that's what I feel. Because if you are a BIM student, if you are learning the process of process, if you are in this process and you are open to learn every new technology, you can work with every part, every individual of this industry. Like if it's a contractor, if it's an engineer, if it's an architecture, you can work with each of them and you can learn from every single individual. That mm -hmm. I think is the main benefit of being a BIM student. Something I see in future, being a BIM student. Well, I see I am open to the digitization process if I'm not restricting myself to the workflow, to the process process we are using right now. And I'm open to learn new things. I think I'll this will be uh, helpful for me in the future too. And I can see myself going pretty easy in future. If I'll restrict myself that no, I cannot change my workflow. I'm not. So I think that will make my process a little bit difficult in future. Sandeep will tell me his rose, his bud and his horn. A rose, as I said, learning new software is always a fascination for me. I'm in a very better place and better face because mm -hmm. I'm doing the job which I want to do and like I'm learning a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm in a happy space now which allows me to open myself to new new softwares or like new technologies or whatever it's coming because okay. not just one software, right? Like it's going to grow. But is... Like I want to see this collaboration thing, like how this software to software thing going on, like Revit can link to like other softwares, like mm -hmm. Revit to CAD, CAD to Robert, Robert to like Revit to eTabs. I want to see that more going forward, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the collaboration, how we can interlink, how these softwares can incorporate, because it makes your life easy. So for you, the bud is exploring the interoperability part yes. of them, of different programs. That is great. What is your thorn of being the BIM student? Sohan is, I'm still learning, not even like a year experienced, like even mm -hmm. with, not just with the job, like even with the software too. Mm -hmm. My hands on the software, it's been few months. Mm -hmm. So like there are challenges, which mm -hmm. I know like with some work put in, like I'm going to overcome in coming months and working on that at the same time. Mm -hmm. So at the moment challenge is, is the software still. Like me okay. not complete into the software. There's still a lot which I which I have to learn. Yeah, that's the challenge. Me not being complete with the software still. Okay, so I think learning is your both your rose and your thorn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's come back to Komal. The challenge that I faced during my process uh, of uh, being a BIM student is whenever I started learning a new project, learning a new software or plugin, I used to contact the companies that uh, I 
I want to explore this plugin. I want to learn this software. Sometimes it's already available on the website that you can get your trial version for 14 days or a maximum of 21 days. But I feel like for some softwares, we take more than 21 days or more than a month to learn. So mm-hmm. I think there I find difficult to explore their plugin or explore their software. I, it should be more than 21 days or it should be open or learning process. And there should mm-hmm. be more of the description or the tutorials available on their website website and that can make the process easy that's the main challenge that i'm facing these days oh okay okay that's an interesting one now i think i'm a bim student too and for me yes the rose is that it is something that i enjoy working in it is something that when i wake up in the morning and i have a new challenge to face and a new problem to solve it motivates me to put on my running shoes and go for it the bud that i want to see is more collaboration something that um, Sandeep was talking that all these tools are amazing some tools are good in one task the other tools are good in other tasks if these technologies can come together for for more interoperable workflows more interoperability I would say uh, it will make a lot of our lives easy I really want to see more of interoperability open source uh, file systems more data and geometry getting transferred from one software to the other so that's the bud that's going to be the benefit for future uh, my biggest horn of being a BIM student is that how do I explain this to my mom I am very serious about this guys a lot of people don't understand a BIM professional what a BIM professional does what is their job responsibility? What do they actually do? We are not just Revit troubleshooters, okay? We will do that. For sure, we will do that. But we are not just Revit troubleshooters. And 90% of my friends don't understand what I do. I have to just say, yes, I'm an architectural professional or I'm a a construction professional. But then those are the people, those are not even in this industry. But even some of the senior people in our industry or even junior people, they don't understand what it is to be a BIM professional. What do you exactly want to... What is this career path and what are the responsibilities? and what are the strengths and so yeah that is the biggest horn that I have right now I think it's going to change soon it, it is going to change we are trying to change it I am so glad we did this today man I am so happy again thank you so much guys you guys are the most important part of the BIM student podcast um, our organization BIM wise and everything that we do at work you I mean we wouldn't be anywhere without both of you this is going to be a shout out for Asta. Asta was with us for three months. We really miss you, Asta. We, we really miss you on our team. Komal misses you a lot. But you guys have made everything that we've done possible. I want to really thank you both from the bottom of my heart. And you too, Asta. You guys have done some amazing work. I might be just the face for all these endeavors. And I am just the face. Uh, you guys are the real strength behind this place. Thank you so much for having us here. Like the team behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for the opportunity and like, you know, the time and the space you give for us to learn and project ourselves. I will be thankful for having me here and for having me in Mumbai's work. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.